not aired since its original broadcast on Radio 1 in 1990. Prepare, good luck, to enter the darkly comic world of Victor Lewis Smith. Hello, Radio 1. Smith? Lewis Smith, yes. Ah, uh, yes, it's head of everything at the BBC here. Oh. Look, a uh, bit of a problem. Yeah. Uh, hold on. For Christ's sake, will you please come back to bed, Bobby? Yes, all right, I'm coming back there. Sorry about that. Pardon? Anyway, uh, look here, um, now you've left Radio 4 to do a new series on Radio 1, haven't you? That's correct, Miss Controller, so yes, I have, yes. Radio 4. Now, yeah. that's a bunch of bohemian layabouts, if you ask me. Richard <laughs> Baker, that frightful woman, what's her name? Marlene, um, Marlene... Marlene Pease, you mean? Does she, poor girl? <laughs> Sorry to hear that, I no. didn't know. Anyway, no. we don't want any of that stuffy nonsense on Radio one. Give me some dangerous radio. Do you hear me? Dangerous, dangerous radio. radio. Dangerous radio. What do you mean a radio with a back off and the live wire hanging down into the bath, sir? That sort of thing. I mean challenging, vital, filthy, downright disgusting, offensive, dangerous radio. That's your brief. Dangerous radio. Am I coming across you on that one? Yes, sir, you are. Yes, Good man. I like the cut of your jib. Like it. Yes. There was one other thing, Smith. Lewis Lewis Smith, sir. Lewis Smith, yes. Just make sure there's nothing libelous, risque, obscene, or political over the next 30 minutes. Keep it clean, safe and wholesome, fit all the family, got to think of the youth of today, so nothing dangerous, okay? Is that clear? Nothing dangerous. You want a half an hour of dangerous radio that's not at all dangerous. I'll do my best, sir. I will do Good. my best. Good show, Smith. Thank Good you. Show. Lewis Smith, sir. Uh, Lewis, Lewis Smith. Smith, that's right. Yeah. You sound like a corporation man through and through. Thank you. Why not start it off with one of those jive mother songs? You know, lay a jig on the teenagers. Jig. Mustache now, off to snort a line of snow with the Archbishop of Canterbury. Really, sir? I always snort beechum powders myself. You don't get high, but you don't get colds or flu symptoms either. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Well, <laughs> if I had a sense of humour, I'd understand. That. Anyway, oh. must fly. Cheerio. Cheerio. Cripes, I'd better do what Sir says, otherwise he'll give, give me a good ragging. I'd better be all modern and hip and make my voice go deep. Come on, everybody, on Radio 1. Clap your hands. Are you feeling all right? Yes, thank you. I said, are you feeling all right? Mustn't grumble. Are you feeling bad? Well, not too bad, but the wife's been in hospital with women's troubles. Get down, you're looking good. Thank you, it's the cardigan, it's crinpoline from the catalogue. Wanna sing a song? And it goes like this. Oh, lovely. Oh, Christ. Oh, no, I've ruptured myself singing scat. I'm falling apart. Everything's gone. I'm getting too old for this Radio 1 stuff. Oh, no. I'm going home. Taxi. Taxi. Uh, where to, Governor? Uh, to my luxury penthouse flat in York, please. Oh, really? It sounds like a wacky place where anything can happen in the next half hour and probably will. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. I live there with my concierge, Mrs. Tribbley, yeah. and my whippet and a variety of other yeah, interesting... Yeah, well, that's a baby, but am I correct in thinking that you're using this taxi ride as a narrative device merely to set the scene to introduce yourself to new listeners? Spot on. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, Fray, that's double time on the meter. What? If you're carrying a narrative device, I'm sorry, it's double time. Oh. By the way, do you mind if I turn my radio on? No, go ahead. Then. Thanks. Uh, you're a sexy radio. I'm going to put my tongue down your throat radio. Let's do a bit of mid-air refueling. Oh. I want to dress you up in God. flimsy nighty radio. Oh, and I want to suck... Oh, thing. by the way, sir, uh, I used to be in show business myself. I'm not interested. Just drive me, you working-class yobbo. Fair enough, yeah. I used to be a singer, you know. Um. My rendition of the Big Horse Song used to bring the house down. Really? Do you know the Big Horse Song at all, sir? Piss off. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, the Big Horse Song. It goes like this. Um. 
maybe it's a big horse. I'm a Londoner oh that God. I like Lada. I'll tell you what, I can't stand those darkies, Governor. Really? Uh, next stop, York, all right? Oh, it's Dr. Dreyfus. Good morning, Dr. Dreyfus. Don't give me with good morning. What? Climbing the stairs back to my flat, I noticed Dr. Dreyfus, Britain's only Jewish one-fingered gynaecologist in the corridor. Typical. He's standing outside his front door, cooking his dinner through his letterbox. With the consummate skill and artistry, one expects from a man expert in the field of poking about inside ladies' furry hoops where diseased tummy bananas may have been. I see that you're cooking uh, your dinner through your letterbox with all the consummate skill and artistry one expects from a man expert in the my, field of my poking... My life already, the opening is too small that I have to perform a caesarean on my own letterbox just to open a can of knish in the kitchen, I ask you... Dr. Dreyfus, I have a hunch. Little good tailor, it won't show. No, you don't understand. I've got this... I have a hunch that he'd like some breakfast at my flat. To move the scene to my flat, I prepare a kosher tape wind, but immediately he snips off a second from the end. How very like the man. Oh, no. Ow! Oh, no. What is the problem? Mrs. Triple has fitted, fitted a chain to the door. So I should pull. No problem. That's better. Come through. There you are, Mr. Dreyfus. Just come Doctor. through here. I'll switch on the radio. Dr. Dreyfus already. And uh, now, um, how would you like your kippers? The kippers? Uh, yummed. Right. Two yum kippers coming up. Um, do you want a cigarette? Cigarette? Got a few tips for me. Anyway, ask me what sort of day I've had. Uh, what sort of day have you had? Don't ask. Have I suffered? Have I suffered? Oh dear, My son Moshe, it was his 20th birthday yesterday. Four years ago, he came to me. He said, Father, it is my 16th birthday. He uh. said, what will you give me? Uh. I said, son, what do you want? Do you want a gold watch? Uh-huh. Chevrolet car, cardboard cutout of Marilyn Monroe? Uh. What do you want? He said, Father, I want a woman. <laughs> I said, you want a woman? Uh. I said, son, can your wrinkle touch your bottom? Uh. He said, no, Father. I said, so go away. Uh-huh. He spent a year... Putting his tinkle through a mangle, and next year when he was 17, he came uh, to me and said, Father, it is my 17th birthday, what will you give me? I said, uh, Son, you want a gold watch, uh, a Roland Rat t-shirt, a uh, Chevrolet maybe, a Rolls Royce car, uh, Diamonde ring. He said, Father, I want a woman. Uh, I said, Son, you want a woman? Uh, Can your wrinkle touch your bottom? Uh, he said, No, Father. I said, So go away. This went on, I tell you, for three more years of the wrinkle going, so don't give me none of this mangled wrinkle stuff. Mangle. Yesterday it was a different story. Father, he said, it is my 20th birthday. No. What will you give me? I said, you want a Chevrolet yeah, car? Not. Complete set of jumper plugs yeah. from Halfrods already. A bazooka jaw secret sideline ring. Oh. Divan bed, maybe. Stereo speakers fitted in the side. Oh. Retail. He said, Father, I want a woman. I said, Son, you want a woman? Can your winkle touch your bottom? He looked at me proudly. He said, Yes, Father. Oh. He said, My winkle can touch my bottom. I told him straight. So who needs a woman? <laughs> Kids, eh? Don't I, talk to me, kids. I don't talk to kids. Visibility's down to ten yards, Captain. I know, Boston. I was warned visibility was going to be poor on this show, but I never for one... May I say, Captain, in a cheery, bluff, chirpy, cockney, warm-hearted, Sam Kid B-movie, third-rate actor sort of a way, that even if we found ourselves with no visibility at all, the men are behind you, sir. Aye, aye. Yes, they are, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. But there's only one thing for it. You'll have to be visible, Boston. You're the man. Oh, oh, aye, aye, Captain. Right, well, here goes. Uh, how many policemen does it take to crack open an egg? Oh, no, no. I don't know, Boston. How many policemen does it take to crack open an egg? Uh, none, sir. And anyway, the egg slipped and fell down the stairs by itself of its own accord. Got it? No. No. 
It's a joke, sir. Brutality. Police brutality. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Risibility's down to five yards. Do that thing you do with my timbers, both. What? What? Do you want them shivered, sir? That fighting talk, you hunk of manhood, with your silk panties and your feminine towels and your ballet shoes, you should be fully blocked, you hear me? Fully oh, look, sir. Should be fully Not blocked. in public. You should Not be fully blocked. Later, Dr. Dreyfus takes his leave and I decide to switch on the news. Switch on the television news, will you, Mrs. Tribley, please? I like that Martin Lewis. He reminds me of that dog on Esther Ransom's programme. I'd like to put my hand underneath his chin and make him go, Sausages! But I'm afraid it's not possible. Good evening. Here is the news. A very famous actor died today after a courageous fight against cancer. Bibble Bobble. Why is it always a courageous fight? Bibble Tributes have been flooding in from Bibble Bobble. And why do tributes always flood in? Why? All right, all right. Well, if it's the truth you want, here is the truthful news. Some Ponzi actor kicked the bucket today after putting up no fight at all. Perhaps if he'd tried a bit harder, he'd still be alive. Tributes have trickled in. There have been only two, and one of those was from his mum. It's bleeding pathetic. I hope she was disabled. I revel in the misfortune of others, especially disabled people, always down the DHSS for handouts. They should take away those wheelchair ramps if they want money so bad. Let's see them crawl up the stairs. Let's see them crawl. 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 Frankly, I'm not without disability myself, but I've got my pride. I went down to the DHSS and was offered multiple sclerosis, but I insisted I only wanted singular sclerosis. I'm not one to suck off the state, although I have to admit Christine Keeler and I got halfway through the cabinet before my teeth gave in. I know what that'll be. That'll be the phone. Hello? Oh, hello, what's that you say? You want me to do a voiceover for a television ad? Oh, well, that's... It's the studio asking me oh, to do a voiceover what, for an ad. Worth £2,000? I'm told it's worth <laughs> £2,000. Oh, oh, and what's that you say? Be there at 10.30? I'm told oh, to go to Wardour well, Street at 10.30. And... Hold on, hold on me. What? I didn't say where it was yet. I beg my pardon, me. I was reading ahead of the script. I'm sorry uh, about that. Yeah, well, quite. Well, some voiceover man you are. That's why I'm getting two grand. And you get ten quid from the BBC because you're crap. Uh, yeah, but I can't <laughs> talk butch. Listen, try new laryngitis of the throat for men. Probably the finest tracheal infection in the world. Yeah, what's yeah, all that? right, all right. Shut your mouth. Oh, anyway, nice. Thank you very much. I'll be there first thing tomorrow. Okay, thank you. Bye. Next morning in the studio. Okay, love, let's go for a take. Super. Hold on, love. Could I? Could I, I've just got to evacuate my vowels first. Is that all right? Then you go ahead, darling. It's always the same first thing after a black coffee. Red lorry, yellow lorry, red lorry. I loosen up my vowels. Red. Tricky because until this morning I haven't had a vowel movement for three days. Being a professional voiceover man, I only ever endorse products which I have personally tried and the efficacy of which I can guarantee. Kitty Kins cat food is wonderful for your pussy. I've eaten twenty bowls this week so far. To date I've been mounted by next door Tom, a cheater and a Jaguar. I'm not a vet, but by wearing this white coat and stethoscope around my neck, you'll probably be fooled into thinking I am a vet, which suits me fine, because I'm getting a lot of money for this ad. Yes, I've eaten... Okay, stand by for a take, Victor Love. We're just rolling back the tape. All right, could you give me, could you give me a cue, please? Give me a cue. All right, we'll give you a cue. Hold on. All right, just on, on the light. Tell me when to go. <coughs> Meanwhile, in the studio, I go for a take of my latest masterpiece. Go for it, darling. Go. I go for it every time. She does. She goes for it every time. I do. You go for it too, don't you? You go for it every time. I do. I yes, do. that's I right. In test eight out of ten lesbian feminists who expressed a preference about their lady partners said they preferred yeah. whiskers. That's right. Yeah. yeah, preferably sticking out of a sodding great mole on my face. Yeah. It's a real turn, turn on. Yeah. I'm angry about it being a whiskers turn. for yeah. feminists. <laughs> Suddenly, and for some inexplicable reason, I find myself splitting into voyeurs. I find myself splitting into four, four, four people and me. Which is particularly disturbing Because I think one of them may be gay
Do you want a crisp, Mrs. Tribbly? Give one to the Whippet. What is this on the video? Later I found myself feet up, munching away at a packet of crisps and watching the television. Look, I mean, this this is not the Mary Mungo and Mitch programme as I remember it. Is it the right video? Look, it says on the box, Sucrum Boys. Anyway, oh, it's coming off. It really is coming off. What I need is a link. I know I said I'd kick the habit, but just one after dinner can't hurt Mrs. Tribbly. To the first link of the day is always the best. Just one. <laughs> give it up any time I want. I can really give it The up link serves to change scene into my bedroom where I get an irresistible urge to look inside my wardrobe just in case there's a famous TV personality there. Hello, boys! My Get on down, you mother jive mothers! It takes six. A group of six black gentlemen from America who live across the corridor from Mr. Dreyfus. They claim to have popped in to borrow a cup of sugar, but I suspect they've been listening to this program and are making an unscripted appearance in a bid for stardom. Well, what... Hey, you want a song, man? You want a song? All right, yeah, but keep the noise down. Mrs. Tribble is doing a stamp collecting list. Oh, she doesn't go a bomb on a load of tunas caterwauling while she's licking her hinges. She does not. All righty, let's do a bit of River Jordan. River Jordan? River noises, yeah. River noises. River noises. To see my Lord get away, get away, Jordan. I want you to get away, get away, Jordan. Get away, get away, Jordan. I want to cross over to see my Lord. You know that I looked over Jordan and what did I see? Pop. I want to cross over. To see my lord, I saw a band of angels coming after me. I want to cross over to see my lord get away, get away, Jordan. I want you to get away, get away, Jordan. Get away, Jordan. I want to cross over. To see my lord. You know that I went down to the river, didn't go for to stay. I want to cross over to see my lord. You know my soul got a heavy stay all day. I want to cross over to see my lord. Get away, get away, Jordan. Over to see my lord. Yeah, I want to cross over 
to see my Lord. You know that the rich would live and the poor would just drop. I want to cross over to see my Lord get away. Get away. Oh, Chili Jordan, get away. Get back, Jordan. religious sentiments myself. After all, if there is a caring, intelligent God governing the universe, why did he give very ugly people a sex drive? See, you can't answer that, can you? You can't answer it. Go on, get out. Go on, get out. Oh dear, Captain. Risibility's down to four yards, Captain. Things is getting worse. I think you'd better take command of the comedy, Captain. Radio, take command of the comedy. Listen to this, men. I say, men, that sounds like Stranger on the Shore, and it seems to be coming from the seabed. Who is it, Captain? Who is it? Acker Welk. Oh, oh, I see, sir. That's highly amusing, because the word Welk sounds exactly like Bilk, except for the first bit. Oh, dear, it looks like the ratings are going to go down on me, that's well, for sure. anything's possible on this ship, sir. Oh. Uh, enough of that filth. Uh, oh, risibility's improving, Captain. Risibility's improving. <laughs> Suddenly, I come over all peckish and decide to buy a takeaway. I opt for Chinese food, even though half an hour later, I always feel hungry again. Unlike when I order carry-out food from Hungary, half an hour later, I always feel Chinese. It is called inversion, ladies and gentlemen. They call it comedy. Well, everybody but the critics. Hello, Mr. Lao Tzu. What's cooking? Oh, cooking is where you take food and you heat it up, you know? Cooking is when you take food and heat it up. I don't understand. I don't, exactly I don't know. What are you talking about? Our local Chinese chef, Mr. Lao Tzu, fancied himself as a bit of a Taoist philosopher. Whenever I pop in for a portion of 42, he's always ready with an inscrutable oriental aphorism. That's the beauty of this place, really. Oh, uh, yeah, and some of your delicious prawn balls floating in a sauce so rich in red chemical dyes uh, that if you threw your used container into the Pacific Ocean, it would turn it bright pink. To put it in Shakespearean terms, Mr. Lao Tzu, it would rather the multitudinous sea incarnadine. In short, your food stinks. In long, your food stinks. Oh, I don't that, but I'll tell you a very funny thing, you know, a very funny thing indeed. Tell me a very funny thing, yes. Yeah, of course, oh, when it's time you're changing your bedclothes, yeah. you know. When it's when... time to change your bedclothes, yes. Yeah. And you'll remove your pillowcase from a pillow... Yeah. Uh, 
and you remove your pillowcase from your pillow, yes. Uh, your, uh, your pillowcase is still not clean and filthy, you y- know? Yes, and your pillowcase is still clean, yes. Yeah, but underneath your pillow, you but, know? Yeah, but underneath your pillowcase, yes. Uh, underneath your pillow, there's always big brown stain and mark, you know? There's big... always a big brown stain. That's true. That's true, but where big brown stain come from? Not from your nose or from your ear or mouth, you know? That's right, it doesn't come from your nose or ears or mouth, that brown stain, does it? And why does it stain a pillowcase or big brown stain? That's right, and what... Uh, why doesn't whatever the brown fluid is stain the pillowcase, Mr. Lotsu? Once again, you have set my head in a spin with your fancy quasi-sinological mysticism. Is the fried rice inside? You got fried rice with prawn, but I got honoured to appear on your programme another racial stereotype and boost your rating, you know? <laughs> I'm very pleased that you're honoured to appear on my show as yet another racial stereotype and boost my ratings, Mr. Lotsu. Be seeing you! You're on the fool! you pay for it! My God, the food's crap in that place. Mrs. Tripley, hand me the phone. I feel like striking out. Hello? Oh, hello. Um, I was after t- to speaking to a Mr. H.A. Rods. What? My company is Harrods, not H.A. Rods. It's Harrods, one word. The man at the top, the owner is Mr. R. Fyatt, not Mr. H.A. Rods. Well, what's Rod. he changed his name for, then? He Who? never changed his name. But you can't complain to somebody called Fyatt when his name is Mr. Rods at the front of the shop. I'm yes. sorry, look, I understand, Sir. anyway. There are two the complaints. Owner, I have yes. two complaints to make. Yes. I understand you have a delicatessen department buffeting fine smoked fish and gently spiced and herb pâté de foie gras and caviar. Correct. That is the delicatessen. Yes. I want sheep's testicles. Yes. Is there an indelicatessen department? I don't know. I, we ha- as far as I know, we don't sell it. Okay, can you hold on a moment? Um, it gives yes. me no great pleasure. Yes, and the, Thank the, you. actually the owner is Mr. R. Fired. What, of the indelicatessen department? No, 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 of the store. It's Rods. It's Rods? Who is Rods? All I want is just, all I want is to make a com- Can you put me through to your vacuum? Can you put me through to your vacuum cleaner department, please? That's why I'm phoning. I tried to to say that from the beginning. Hello? Small electricals. Oh, uh, are you the gentleman what served me, uh, a friend of mine yesterday, with a vacuum cleaner? The Electrolux representative is just coming. I'm sorry to hear that. Sorry? Thank you. Hello, Small Electrics. Can I help? Right, yeah. Um, actually, it was a gentleman who served me yesterday. I specifically asked for a gentleman there. But, um, but could you can you uh, answer my query? I might be able to. I'll try. Right. My friend went there yesterday, and yeah. he said he required a vacuum cleaner for a special purpose. Yeah. Uh, we said we didn't want it for domestic use. Um, and it's completely failed in its uh, required assignation. Apropos, uh, it can't do this um, specialist job uh, oh. that, that, I want, that my friend want, uh, required of it. What did, when you the specialist job, what did you want it to do? Sorry. Well, uh, I want um, I want it to suck uh, the dust off sausages. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah, I know these cleaners are for the home. Ah. Well, he said that it was because um, what we do is we make sausages. F- um, yeah. Uh, f- for domestic. Yeah. Use. Yeah. And uh, it's supposed to get the dust off. Yes. Um. Uh, is it just ripped the top of the? Th- It's sorry. It ripped it off. What ripped it off? Sorry, I'm not. The I'm nozzle. Yes. It ri- it ripped it off. Could you get me something sterilised? As could you get my friend something sterilised? <laughs> and you bought a vacuum cleaner. I think that's the tenor of my argument. I am absolutely staggered. Um, mm, not as surprised as I was. This m- my friend was this morning when he used it. Yes, because it is a vacuum cleaner. It's designed for the home. 
You don't want something that's cu covered in filth. It'll clot up, clot up the end of the that's skin. That's right. That is why it is not suitable. No, well, that's why I wanted something with a rubber, cleanable... He wants something with a rubber, cleanable unit. Yes. So you can stick it on the thing, put it to gen gentle sucking, and then you do do his business. Is it small? Little old... I beg your pardon? Is it small? Is it a little small? Oh, sorry, small? for vacuum cleaner. Um, is it a small, little oval-top compact unit? Have you seen it? Hold on, I'll just ask him. Is it a big black... I don't care what you say about it. The woman says she wants to know. Don't you call me Mr. Maggot, you cow. Anyway, she knows perfectly well what we're doing with it. Oh, God. She knows very well. And you can go back to your bleeding mother. The last time I buy you tights. Go back to your bloody mo- Hello? Hello? Sorry about that. Could we make our own sausages? Yes. Ever since I heard the, uh, the phrase walls have ears, I wouldn't touch their sausages with a barge pole. Mm. <laughs> Um, I think what I'd better do is take your name and number and have a word with the buyer about this. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. I'd rather not give my. It's. I'd rather not give my friend's number or name. Well. Could I, I just come in and could we do a cash transaction? I will. The nozzle's not damaged at all. I've cleaned it. Um. I don't want to turn nasty, but when you go in and ask something private, then you don't. Ex you do not expect your name to be put on a computer. I know what the police do these days. Thank Hello. you. I'll, I'll pop in then. Yes, fine. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>